Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. All right. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. Oh, I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Flight Podcast. You like apples? Welcome into another edition of the Just Press Play Podcast. We are now down to four in the NFL. And we have three people here to talk about it. Kevin here, joined by Pops and Uncle Tony. What's going on, guys? What's up? What's up? How much? What's going on? LJ regretfully, we, he is not boycotting the podcast. I want, <laughs> we want to make that abundantly clear. He wants to be on today. He's just, you know, he's a working man. So sometimes you got to pay them bills. And, he's uh, up there hanging out with the Bangorians. Um, he's yeah, out there. He's, he's banging I think it out. I think we'll have a story time from LJ maybe next time he's on, but we'll we'll just tease that out. I think he'll be on next week, we hope. So, but but we got a lot to talk about, guys. We got some good NFL stuff. I might even I don't know if we have time on the back end. I may dabble in the weirdest great performance in NBA history with Carl Anthony Towns dropping 62 points, but then getting ripped by his coach in the post-game interview. It's it's a lot. I don't know if we'll have time to get into it cuz we're not just a super big NBA pod, but we, and and I hear we might have a little either bougies something. We I think we got a story from both Uncle Tony and Pops today, so we we got a lot to discuss. <laughs> Lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. But let's start. You know, let's let's start where our bread is buttered, and let's get the NFL. We are now down to four in the NFC. We have the Lions traveling to San Francisco to take on the 49ers. and then in the AFC, the matchup a juicy matchup. Between the Baltimore Ravens and the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes does it again to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. And let's start. I think we start there. The game of the game of the the playoffs, I think. Game of the I mean, they're both games were I thought that 49ers Packers game was really, really good. And I think we'll have a lot to talk about there. Yeah. And some good performances in, in all the games. But so Pops, the Chiefs beat the Bills again. Do the Bills have a, a Bills problem? Do they have a Josh Allen problem? Do they have a McDermott problem? Or do they just have a Patrick Mahomes Chief problem? Like, what? What? Tell me what your thoughts watching that great football game. I, I really thought that Buffalo was going to win the game. I thought they looked like the better team most of the game to me um, that I saw. But I thought it was it was Josh Allen being Superman, and I think the difference to me was Pacheco because I felt like Pacheco, when he ran the ball, I mean, I like the way they're saying now he's angry at the ground, whatever, you know, he, again, I know y'all have heard me say this before, but he does remind me a little bit of Charlie Garner, not a really big guy, 
but just ran, runs tough and refuses to let the first or second, sometimes third guy bring him down. And I thought his running uh, made the difference uh, in the game is what is what I saw. Now, the guy missed the field goal, which, you know, there were a lot of other plays they could have made. I kind of want to talk about I saw DeMar Hamlin had a had a, a rush and I might want to get into that a little bit with you guys and see what y'all thought your thoughts are. Um, I hated that they missed that last uh, field goal because I thought I would like to see this game going to overtime. I thought it was a great Wait, so football game. Pops, me and Tony are watching the game together, and Tony and Cindy were in there, and obviously the house as a whole was rooting for the Chiefs. One, maybe because uh, someone may have had a bet on the Chiefs, maybe just because there's Chiefs fans in the house. Regardless, the house was rooting on the Chiefs. But when Tyler Bass lined up for that field goal, I said aloud, I was like, I'm kind of wanting to make it just because I want Mahomes to have to go down and score, which if I had to bet on it, he probably would have went down and score, but I just wanted to see him Me tied up. Now we got to, but, and that's when Cindy looked at it was like, you take that back. We wanted to miss it. I don't care how the Chiefs win. I don't care if it's close. I just want the Chiefs to win. But I'm I, watching that game. I remember thinking, and me and Tony said it a couple of times, where it was one of those games where it felt just blow for blow. Each team was given some good shots. There were times where the, the Bills looked like the better team. Times where the Chiefs looked like the better team. And it's one of those where every mistake, whether it was in the first quarter or the third quarter, was like, ooh, that one's going to be important. Because you just yep. knew that was about to be a one-possession game down the stretch. And it was. Um, I, Tony, to me, and I'm curious to get your ta- thoughts on it, I was impressed with the both offenses were moving for a while. But what I saw was one defense in Kansas City – was able to kind of step up and get the stops when they needed it. And Buffalo, for the most part, really didn't stop. They held Buff- the Kansas City to some field goals, and they got a lucky fumble out of the end zone by Mikel Hardman. That was a touchback. Yes. We might get into that too. But I thought it was one defense was able to step up. And kind of what I think you talking about last week, this Kansas City team's a little different. Mahomes is still Mahomes and makes those throws. But I think he knows – I got a really good defense. I got a good offensive line. And I got a guy like Pops is saying that runs angry and Pacheco. And he just knows I don't have to be Superman all the time. I'll just make a couple just of those throws where I need it. to. Yeah. And I don't don't take that to me calling. I'm not calling Mahomes a game manager. I'm just saying Mahomes knows he doesn't have to force everything. And so I think that the difference in Mahomes and Josh Allen right now is Mahomes can kind of put that cape away but still play Mahomes football. Where Josh Allen, I think, put his cape away and was not really playing Josh Allen's. So he was throwing a lot of checkdowns. He wasn't launching until later in the game. And then I think he went too far into the Superman mode at the end where he's throwing a bunch of deep balls. What was your thoughts watching that game, Tony? Yeah, I, it great game, right? I, I think both teams were evenly matched, uh, much more evenly matched than we've seen their different matchups in the past. Um, talk about that later in the podcast as well. But, um, here's to me, so I've got an overarching thing, and then, but inside the game, here's what happened. The Bills did not score in the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, the Chiefs' defense rose to the occasion in the fourth quarter, which is what great defenses do. And we, you know, it's been a long time since somebody said Kansas City has a great defense. They're a very good statistical defense, and they held their opponents to a certain level all year long, but that's a great defense. That holds that holds the other team scoreless in the fourth quarter. Now, included a missed field goal. Now, it it, it now it wasn't like it was a, a chip shot field goal. It was 40, 45 40, yards. 44, I think. Yeah, it's legit. Yards. 
Yeah. It was legit. And and that's Buffalo. The wind is swirling. And, and you just don't know what's going to happen at any point in time. But, but anyway, to me, that was the difference maker right there is that defense showed up in the fourth quarter. And, Kevin, as you well, know, to your talking, point, Chris yeah, Jones, all of a sudden, Chris Jones was the man in the fourth quarter. It wasn't like he was sacking, but he was stacking the run. He was bumping people around. Well, he really that took one over play the game that everybody's quarter. pointing to, where Josh Allen should have hit Diggs over the middle, second and short, or second down or so, and he had Diggs open right across the middle for a short pass. He had a lot of room. He would have got probably the first down, if not really close. And instead, he chunked it, hit a post, and he chunked it to the end zone. Yeah. If Chris Jones does not get the pressure that he does to bump Josh Allen just a little bit, Josh Allen makes that throw because he, he's got a cannon. The guy was there. Absolutely. Chris Jones, I didn't hate the throw because it was there and it would have won the game probably. Yeah. But Chris Jones got pressure when needed to. I mean, that, that you don't need the star necessarily to – it would be great if he does it every play, but you, you really got to step it up there at the end. And then I yeah. do want to get to your point, Tony. I, I remember the drive now. I, I was looking up when, when did Buffalo score last. They had they, their first drive of the third quarter. They went on a 15-play, 75-yard drive that lasted eight minutes. I mean, they looked like – they could do whatever they want. James Cook was running all over him. Josh Allen was doing good. And that's where me and Tony kind of looked and went, man, it looks like Buffalo can get whatever they want to. And from that yeah. point on, Kansas City's D, I don't know what they did, but they tightened up. They got a turnover on downs with DeMar Hamlin's fake punt. Then a three-place negative two yards punt. Then they went missed field goal at the end. Like their defense, whatever they did. And we've been saying it's a good defense, but they bowed their neck when it mattered. And the, the Bills' defense couldn't do that to Patrick Mahomes and the, and the Chiefs. You know, you could not have I, – until the fourth quarter, and this will bring me to my the main point, until the fourth quarter, Buffalo dominated the time of possession. Now, you don't have to be the kind of uh, – Kansas City was scoring three-minute drives, right? They just blip, 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 and they were they – were, it was a touchdown or a field goal. Buffalo was dominating drives. They were they were dominating the, the game. And I don't know – and so – Here's to me what happened. Buffalo panicked. When when Kansas City scored that touchdown at the end of the third quarter, or right close to it, make it 27-24, Buffalo panicked. And they go, oh, no, we can't let this happen. We can't let this happen again. And because the very next drive is when they tried the fake punt. Now, I, I don't fault a guy for doing a fake punt. I don't fault a guy. But when you're only three down against the Chiefs in that in that kind of in a divisional playoff game, if you're at the forty or the fifty, do it right, do it because because your defense is playing well enough to keep them to a field goal. And as it turned out, it was a touchback, right? But they tilted at that point. That play call tilted Buffalo, and regardless of whether they had made it or not, it tilted them. And so they get the ball back, they punt it. Then they get the ball back, and they drive six minutes and 40 seconds, and a couple of – I'm not sure where they were going with the ball. A couple of bad plays. They they settle for the field goal, and they miss it, and game's over. They just panicked. And to me, to me, I think Sean McDermott either has one or two more years to, to mature – or he just can't coach at this level. Years to mature? I mean, are we still are we still talking mature? I mean, he's – I, I don't know. I'm not saying he's a bad it. coach. I just yeah, and, I don't and, know. I don't I don't so think anybody here is saying McDermott's bad. Not a bad coach. He's not a bad coach, but I think he's Buffalo got Schottenheimered. You know? 
So and and I'm curious. They're there at that point, and so got to be able to make that play. Got to don't panic. You're winning the ball. Tony game. mentioned don't panic. it. Tony talked about it there, pops. You mentioned it earlier, and uh, that that fake punt. So that like we just talked about the drive before, they just marched down 15 plays, 75 yards. Then Kansas City did the same, except for they were getting theirs a lot quicker. Eight plays, 75 yard drive to take the lead, as Tony said. Then the next drive, the Buffalo goes three and out, and they do the fake punt. Now, the broadcast said that possibly there was 10 people on the field, and that was an automatic check they had. Like Maybe they didn't call the fake punt. I don't know. It felt to me kind of like Tony saying where they went, gosh, we like almost like the Patrick Mahomes nightmare got the best of the Bills. Like they were like, oh, God. We can't stop them. We we got to score. We can't. And I, I just that that punt, fake punt was ill advised where they did it. I, it just didn't make sense to me. They got bailed out on the McCall Hardman thing. But what do you think, pops, on that fake punt? Do you do you think that was them panicking a little? Uh, a or? little bit, uh, and and maybe some of the reason for that. I want to share a couple of stats that I looked up, and and, and I will say, uh, Demar Hamlin, that would have been a great story had he got it. You know, no question. We're in, but the, I, we're in the playoff. You know, in the, I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that I would have wanted the ball in his hands at that point, just because he's not yeah. on the field a lot right now. Anyway, some stats that I wanted to point out that I thought were really interesting. Kansas City had eight plays of twenty yards or longer. Buffalo had zero. So they really had no big plays. I think they had a couple, Pat, maybe an Josh Allen was yard. throwing a ton of balls behind the line of scrimmage. I think it was the most ever behind the line of scrimmage throws by a quarterback in the divisional well, round. Well, I think Kansas was, City was playing that too deep, you know, just making him work underneath, you know, not giving up anything long. I think Diggs maybe had, what, three catches for 20-some-odd yards, right. not really part of the game. He had a pretty big drop for sure. This was interesting to me. In third down and fourth down conversions, uh, Kansas City was one of five. Buffalo was nine of seventeen. So that Kansas that tells City me Buffalo was Kansas City wasn't even in a third or fifth or fourth down position, but five times in the game, Buffalo was in it seventeen times uh, in the game. You know, I just I mean, I think on those long extended drives, probably that fifteen play drive were several of those. Yeah. Um, total plays Buffalo ran seventy eight total plays to Kansas City's forty seven. Wow, time of possession. You mentioned this, Kevin, but. The time of possession was over 37 minutes for Buffalo and just barely under 23 minutes for Kansas City. You know, I, it, it's surprising that screams, to screams see a Buffalo some of win, that. You know, yeah. Well, except for the third, you know, they didn't convert yeah, yeah. well on third and fourth down. Well, I guess they did actually 50 percent on third down and 66 percent on fourth down, but they were in that situation a lot. That makes that like Tony saying that makes the 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 Bill or the sure Chiefs defense. <laughs> That makes the series trying to get into a conversation. Neither do we, Sarah. Um, Neither do we. That makes the 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 point that Tony brought up that the Chiefs defense really, you know, tightened up. They were also on the field a lot. Like they should have been tired and they were still able to go, all right, now it's time to really tighten up. Let's start. And maybe honestly, it might have been more of a case of one team tightened up as far as nerves. I think the Chiefs don't really get as nervous. And the Bills went. Oh God! And we'd even discussed this. I think there's a little bit of that before the game. We like there's a little bit of that from Josh Allen and the Bills and the Bills fans even where it's that like, oh God, are we going to do it again? Are we, we we can't lose to him again. Oh no, we can't. And then you start coaching a little different. You start playing a little different. And I yeah. I don't know what the Bills' problem is. I someone like in our text thread we mentioned, and then Tony just said Schottenheimer. Like, are they kind of like the chart? Like, people are comparing. This iteration of the Bills to Philip Rivers Chargers, where they're really good, but man, they're just 
playing behind two really good like Philip Rivers was awesome. His stats are great, but it was Tom Brady and Peyton Manning every year in the AFC Championship, not him. So I, okay, so I want to I want to say this, and so Buffalo and all that we're talking about them panicking and stuff, but Buffalo had the biggest break you can ever get. And it teams in 2024's regular season will never have again. And that's a team. I don't know for sure if of, that changes, that rule change is happening or not. I, I think it's going to change. A team fumbles out of the end zone. It's a touchback. So what should it be? What should it be, Tony? I think it should go back to the, to the, um, to the place where it was fumbled, just like it does in any other part of the field. You cannot fumble forward. Because the, the offense, it the go, offense the doesn't get game. enough. They don't get enough advantages already, right, Tony? I mean, you're trying to give them another advantage? Exactly right. Fantasy would be so much better if they did that. Hold on to the um, ball. Just know you got to hold on to it right there. I'm sorry, but I hate it. It does suck, especially when it goes against you. But Yeah. So so that play, the stadium is rocking. They they, Okay, you're not hurt by that gamble. Way to go. That's what you like, right? You know, know, yeah, you put $50 on double zero and you bust it out. But guess what? You hit number seven next. Hooray! Now you've done it. Go get them, right? The the momentum has turned. Go get it. The first play, cook up the middle, negative four. The next play, short right to Shakir for two yards. Short right for two yards. And then a pass deep, a a Hail Mary pass to uh, Sheffield. Sheffield. Yeah, Sheffield. Did you hear me say Stefan Diggs? No. Did you hear me say Dalton Kincaid? No. You heard me say Cook, Shakir, and Churfield. Why is Dick, if you just got the momentum back and you're three and out, that to me was the biggest series of the game. That's what won the game for Kansas City. It's mm-hmm. that, and, and I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Kevin, because I can't check this, but I don't know who, who stopped Cook in the backfield. I want to say Chris Jones. Uh, on that say, that negative four yards, it was Trent McDuffie. Four. It was McDuffie. Trent McDuffie. That's because they blitz. That's right, McDuffie. They say blitz. That's right, because they were talking about how McDuffie. Yeah. So defense gambled, won. Offense gambled, lost. Ball game. Ball game. Not to get on the rule change because I think that's a the, the the fumble out of the back of the end zone. I'm sure that we'll have plenty of time in the NFL offseason, and I want LJ on for that because I just I have a feeling that he has a strong opinion one way or the other. <laughs> um, but. Boy, Andy Reid, you got away with one because Tony was livid. I'm surprised we didn't get a Tony rant there. Why Why are we running a reverse to Mikel Hart? Oh. Like so far, you got Patrick Mahomes has flames coming out of his helmet because Patrick Mahomes is just on fire. They cannot stop him. McCall Hard, I mean, uh, uh, Pacheco is running, getting whatever he wants on the ground. Like, you were just moving. And so why at the one-yard line you're like, oh, you know what we should do? Let's go reverse to Mikel Hardman, who hasn't done anything all game. I, sometimes Andy Reid gets too cute, and Tony called it like earlier in the game. He's like, I just don't like it when they do reverses to receivers. And then, sure enough, a reverse to the receiver at the one-yard line the, nearly yeah. lost that game for him. Yeah. In the red probably, zone. Probably should have lost the game for him. I mean, that that's a big enough mistake. That, that was a huge flip because that changed. The Chiefs were about to go up 34-24, 10-point game when Mahomes was on fire. And they – it was first and goal from the one. Why are you running the – I just don't understand. It was not a good play call by Andy Reid. Well, doesn't that just give the defense a lot of that, – that t- it takes so long to develop. It gives the defense time. You're not going to fool too many defenses in the NFL with a reverse. They're, you know, they're they're coached. They're, 
schooled, and I just think you're giving them so the defense so much time to read and react, and because you're pops, doing all this bullshit behind the line. Hit the hole pa- and let's go. Pacheco's been. It's not like they were getting <laughs> stuffed. If they were getting right. stuffed in the run game, maybe, but they yeah. weren't. They he, were just pounded. Adrian got it. too just, cute. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Sometimes you don't kiss, have to kiss method. That's right. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. And t- I'm telling you, pops. Tony called it early on. He's like, I just don't like when they do like MVS or Hardman doing those reverses. They just, I'm, I don't like that at all. And then, sure enough, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to rant about it. I'm, I'm calm. The game is won. <laughs> it's fine. But I, if that was Arthur, Harvard, uh, Arthur Smith they doing that, boy, that how may, many, you know, how many, t- how many times did Miko Hardman get the ball? Twice. Well, I don't think he did again after that one. How many how many fumbles did he have? Two, Two fumbles, right? Yeah. Don't give him the fucking ball, man. That's stupid. Golly. I, anyway. I saw someone. I wonder if it'll pop up. Oh, Mikel Hardman's. Here's what he had his stat line for the game. One carry. Minus one yard, two fumbles, one catch for two yards. So he had two touches, two fumbles, zero yards. Like sometimes you just get too cute, and that's Andy Reid's done that a lot of times in his career. For the most part, he's yeah. fixed it. But I mean, that it's kind of his bugaboo. Is he sometimes like, yeah. oh, we're running the ball down the throat? How about we just start airing yeah. it out? It's like, no, no, you're running well, fine. Yeah, Prestige Worldwide would have said that, that would have been Rasheed Rice with that if he had he not been kind of coming in and out of the game. I, I don't know if we, he had a cramp or if he got hurt. He was coming in and out of the ball game. All right, so I want to wrap up on this game. It pops. I do want to. I have a, 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 a cross sport comparison here for what I think Josh Allen's turning into. Okay, I think he's about to be the NFL's version of Charles Barkley. Fantastic, ah. all time great quarterback. Sucks that Patrick Mahomes is in the same in the same conference. I Barkley is one of the best ever, but he doesn't have the playoff accolades because it kind of sucks the era he was in. I, I I worried that that could be Josh Allen. Now he's still early in his career. Josh Allen has a lot of time, but his cap hits about to start getting a lot bigger, and it's going to get a lot harder to build a, a solid team around him. I like that analogy, Kevin. The only thing I'd say is I don't think Josh Allen is yet in the Charles Barkley stratosphere to me. Wouldn't you say he's on that? I mean, talent-wise, he's he, on that. He potentially is on that on that potential level, but I just think Josh Allen still, like we've talked about all season, he'll sometimes throw deep when he doesn't need to. You know, he'll take chances sometimes he doesn't need to. I just – I think he sometimes steps on himself. Um, still, where I don't think Barkley really did that. I think Barkley – I like your analogy, but I think Barkley just came up against studs. I mean, not only – you think about Akeem was in that time, and I remember I've read kind of diverging here that Jordan has said a couple of different times that he's glad they didn't play Akeem in any of those finals. And, you know, when he took off and played baseball, Houston uh, Rockets won two uh, back-to-back uh, titles. So – um yeah, I think it's a good analogy, but I don't I don't know that Allen's quite there yet, and I like him. I think he could be by the end of his career. The list of players who have had accounted for 50 touchdowns and not reached a conference championship is one. It's Josh Allen, and he's done it twice. He's had two seasons oh, wow. where he's had 50 combined touchdowns. Wow. And unable to reach the AFC championship. Well, I think there's even closer comparisons, and I would say he's this – to give to keep it close to Buffalo, and I know Buffalo's like you got to be kidding me. He's this generation's Jim Kelly. Um, now Jim Kelly made it to the Super Bowl four times and never won it, and had some phenomenal players on those Thurman Thomas and Andre Reid. The list goes on anyway. And if if you want to say, well, you he made 
Dan Marino. Dan Marino, arguably one of the top five quarterbacks of all time in the NFL, maybe top three, and went to his first Super Bowl in what is rookie early, early, maybe second year, year, I think. Second year, never went back. And there's no one, if you said Dan Marino was not a good quarterback, somebody's going to say that's bullshit. They're not going to call phenomenal. It holds multiple records. Never went back to the Super Bowl. So, I, Anyway, he, he can't he can't get out of the in the conference championship to the Super Bowl. I suspect Josh Allen will go to the Super Bowl with a team other than the Bills at some point in time as his career. Well, Charles Barkley went to the NBA Finals with the Phoenix Suns, so who, who knows? Uh, let's go to I, I want to go to the, the we could stay in the AFC, but I think I want to go to just the second best game I think of the weekend, which was that Packers Forty ers game mm. and. I truly think, Tony, you were close to being spot on last week when you said you liked the, the Packers' money line. I think the Packers outplayed them for two-thirds of that game. Yeah. Maybe even like, three-fourths of the game. For the most of the game, the Packers outplayed them. And it was a, it was an interesting game. It's one of those where the Purdy conversation is one that's just – it's it's interesting to me because you can watch that game, and if you're a Purdy, like you think he's not that good, Brock Purdy this, the quarterback for the 49ers, you go, look – he was bad most of that game, but they still found a way to win because they're just a better team. But if you're a Purdy believer, you could say, well, when it counted, at the end, Purdy was able to drive him down there and get a touchdown to get the lead and win the game. What I'm curious to just know your thoughts on the game, Tony. Was it just the Packers showed their age late or the 49ers were just too much in, over the course of the entire game? Uh, I think the the Packers showed their age at the last – So. Notwithstanding the last interception, which was a I bad it, interception, it was a bad interception, and so uh, Jordan Love, even though he's he went twenty one of thirty four for one ninety four and two TDs, and Purdy was like twenty three of thirty nine for two fifty two and one. I, I think Jordan Love played a better game than Brock Purdy. He controlled. I think so too. Watching team. the majority of that game, yeah. besides maybe the last five six minutes of the game, yeah, Jordan Love was out playing Brock Purdy for sure. Yeah, yeah, and so I, I just think that um, uh, San Francisco is a very good ball club, but I think Green Bay was right there. And it's it's interesting that both of these games we're talking about a twenty seven twenty four and a twenty four twenty one a huge miss by a field goal kicker. And so, not that either one of those teams that missed the field goal would have won, but it's very interesting that did it happen like that. And and so, uh, I, I thought Brock Purdy showed his weakness with pressure. And hopefully we'll talk about next week's games in a little while, but that, to me, Brock Purdy made some poor throws. Now, to his credit, they weren't INTs. One really should have been. He threw one right into – I forget the guy's hands. He threw it right in his hands. He just dropped it. But um, he he did not play well under that pressure. And I thought the Packers' defense did just enough. And um, uh, Debo Samuel going down really hurt Brock Purdy. I, I, found, I thought that was interesting because Green Bay was able to um, neutralize uh, Brandon Ayuk. But um, – uh, I thought the Packers had that. I really did. Uh, really did. Pops, I to me, the NFC looked like, especially after the Eagles kind of fell off and then the Cowboys showed themselves to be the frauds that they were, the NFC looked like, <laughs> to me, that it was 49ers, 
and then everyone else was a step below. Maybe I was not giving the Packers enough credit, but that game looked to me, I, my takeaway was the 49ers look gettable. They do not look like the overwhelming favorite that I thought they would be going into the NFC Championship. What What did you think of the game, Pops? Well, I thought that, and Tony hit on it there at the end, I think <clears throat> I think Debo Samuel being out really hurt him, and that's kind of scares me a little bit. If you, you know, I'm Debo Samuel's a weapon. There is no question, but you got – uh, uh, CMC, I think CMC was the difference in the game because you, you still got to account for that guy. And, and, you know, he and he had what 17 for 98 yards where Aaron Jones had 18 for 108. So both good performances, but now CMC had two TDs. Um, I, I, I just think if Debo Samuel going out hurts you that bad, uh, be it Brock Purdy, be it the offensive scheming, I would say it's probably more Brock Purdy having that third option. Uh, out there that that's a little scary and I think they do look gettable um, now Kittle I, you know he dropped that one pass that was right in his arms I think for yeah. a first down and I thought that was going to be really costly wind up making a big catch I think two or three plays after that mm-hmm. um, and recovered but yes I think they're gettable and Detroit I, I'm not counting Detroit out by the way I, I Detroit I want to get to them good. next I do want to get maybe, the end of the, how they ended the game in a yeah. minute but. so and yeah. maybe on maybe that, and this is something me and Tony talked about on Sunday is possible. The 49ers did look gettable. I think there's a, it's a combination of things. Maybe the 49ers aren't that much better than the field as I thought they were. The Packers are better than I, I thought. Maybe that last, the, the game against the Cowboys was more about the Cowboys, but maybe it was, I should have given the Packers more credit. The Packers are a legit team. They're young, but they're a very talented team. And then the third one, and the only I haven't mentioned yet is, Rain. Rain looked like it totally brought Brock Purdy, who's been playing at MVP level most of the regular season. Now, you can say that's his team around him, Kyle Shanahan, whatever you want. He's been executing that offense really well, and he did not look comfortable in that rain. And Jordan Love did. And so maybe if the weather clears up, things look different for the 49ers, Tony. But I do think a big part of it was Debo seems very important to them. And at last I checked, we're recording this on Tuesday night. Debo, they they think he'll be able to play, but I've seen there's 50, not a, 50. I'll He's say right. the way Debo the way Debo plays football, more games than not, I feel like I see him go to the locker room for at least a little bit because he just plays a very physical brand of football and have a bad shoulder and you play physical brand of football. Yeah. I mean, chance of re injury feels higher than normal. Yeah, you got two weeks from the NFC Championship to the Super Bowl. I suspect since they've said there's no damage, it's just a sprain or whatever, he'll get a shot little bit of the cream, and he'll go out there. And I, I think it's just a pain management issue. And we saw Jaden Reed played with that a couple of times. And there's been other, others as well. So I, I we'll see if he can do it. Here's the statistic, though, I think that, that sums up this ball game and how I think Brock Purdy has a problem. Christian McCaffrey had 12 targets. 12 targets. He completed seven. He had seven catches. For 30 yards. That's four yards of reception. That's not even, that's not even, uh, what, three yards, not even three yards of target. That's a, that is a panicked quarterback. That is a quarterback who, who can, who's not reading an open player and he's, he's shooting, shooting to the safety uh, uh, over there. So Detroit will look at that and say, we know where to go. Now, I think Debo would have helped that. You saw Kittle 
he he had four receptions on seven targets, but Kittle became that he he found him. Debo was there. Jawan Jennings, who's back, had a great game. Had a right? good game. Yeah. Had a great game. Uh, five for sixty one was a big deal, but he he didn't have the time to get to Ayuk, and all of a sudden a panicked quarterback threw to his his running back twelve times. That's mm-hmm. amazing. There was the, the last play, or not the last play, but towards the end of that game, the interception ceiling play uh, when Dre Greenlaw, former hog, intercepted that ball. And then Pops ran around way longer than any 49er fan would be comfortable. He kept like looking like he wanted to go score. I don't know if he had you know a, a bet in on minus nine and a half or what he was doing. But that was, especially in a game where it's been raining all day, I was like, what are you getting down? Like, I felt like it was killed the man at one point, and the 49ers were even trying to tackle him. It, I just thought that was a funny play at the end where he was like, trying to score. It's like, dude, what are you getting down? They're out of timeouts. Right. I'll tell you what, I, I get it, and I, he probably he should have gotten down. There's no question, but – you know how many quarter for touchdowns I scored in my career? If I'd have had the ball and, and, and had a chance, how many Tony, the answer is zero. I didn't oh. score any touchdowns in my career. But I'm telling you, if I would have intercepted a ball, I'm trying to put it in the end zone. I don't care. I am trying to put it in the end zone. So I get it a little bit. Well, speaking of games that ended on an interception, let's go to the other NFC game in the Buccaneers-Lions. Baker Mayfield played, played a hell of a football game. He was gritty, was gutty. Mike Evans looked like a Hall of Fame receiver, but the lines were just a little too much. Jared Goff played very solid. Jameer Gibbs looked really good. I mean, Pops, this Lions team, we, we've kind of said it. We've borderlined, I think, on whether they're like contender, contender, but I mean, they are legit, and Dan Campbell's got something cooking there. Jared Goff playing well. I, Jared Goff's playing well. Jamar Gibbs is scary. I mean, that guy is scary. He can take it to the house if you give him a breath of room. But that thirty-one yard touchdown where it was just like, oh, if he if he gets a step, he gone. He is gone. St. Brown has. I mean, I am impressed with that guy. I didn't I didn't know his hair was quite so blue. Um, well, <laughs> it's just for the playoffs. He did that for the playoffs, yeah, right? And then Laporta. I mean, uh, you know, I'm talking mostly the offense now. That Hutchinson guy on defense is pretty good uh, uh, too. By the way. Um, but I, I tell you what, if we get to these picking games, Detroit's getting seven points. Um, if Debo's out, I just, I, Detroit, they kind of look like a team of destiny a little bit to me. Um, I don't know that I they're going to get by the, the Goliath that is San Francisco, but I am interested to watch that football game. I'm thoroughly imple- impressed with with Detroit, and I, it's the names you all mentioned. And I don't, I don't think we've seen the big David Montgomery game yet, and. I worry a little looking forward to the 49ers. Aaron Jones kind of showed that the 49ers run defense might yeah. be able to be ran on. Yeah. And I know Montgomery only averaged 3.3 yards a carry in this past weekend's game, but that man runs hard. And we just talked about Gibbs is any seam he gets and he could bust a 20 yarder on her. And I'm curious, Tony, on your thoughts. I felt like that this was a back and forth game. It was one possession game. It, uh, to me, what won the game for the Detroit, besides just the offense looking really solid, was they were consistently kind of like Pops alluded to. But whether it was Aiden Hutchinson or not, they were getting pressure on Baker Mayfield in a lot of situations. And I'm I'm curious, is their pass rush that good, or was there kind of some missed assignments on Tampa Bay? Did you have a read on either that or just on the game in general? Yeah. So um, that to me, and so in that game, we, we you know Detroit can score. Um, their offense is 
one of the most balanced offenses in the NFL. Um, and, and so they can beat you on the ground. They can beat you through the air because Amon Ross St. Brown's amazing. And if Laporta is back to 100%, they have a great one-two punch, almost as good <laughs> as San Francisco's one-two, maybe better. But um, uh, no, the um, uh, but defensively in this particular game, whether it was because it was the Buccaneers or not, because they can, you can make the Buccaneers uh, uh, one-sided because they don't run the ball very well. But they had more pressure than I've ever seen Detroit get all season. They had four sacks. They okay, I didn't feel like game. I saw them get that type of pressure all yeah, year four long. Sacks, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson's good, sacks. don't get me wrong. But it, they were but just – They blitzed more than I've ever seen Detroit blitz. And it's not like I've watched Detroit every weekend, but I could or couldn't have Jared Goff and Jameer Gibbs in my fantasy teams. But they, I watched a lot of Detroit football. They don't blitz that much. And they were blitzing uh, this weekend. If they get that type of pressure and are successful, because they had four sacks and two interceptions, if they're that successful, they 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 can be a problem for San Francisco because Detroit's secondary it on it's bad, it's a bad secondary. And they said, tell Aaron Glenn's the defensive coordinator. They made a a conscious decision to say we've got to stop one thing, either the run or the back, because they were one of the worst run defenses last year. They stopped the run. They're in the top five they're, or yeah, top ten. Good run defense. Good run defense. They are a terrible <laughs> pass defense. But they were able to get pressure and take that away from Mayfield, Baker Mayfield. And they won by eight, right? So, uh, But if they can do that, and, and we just talked about Brock Purdy slipping the ball out to CMC 12 times, that that could be a difference maker uh, this past week. But I thought Detroit's defense was a surprise for me this weekend and, and pretty much the reason they won the ballgame. And last thing I'll say, so impressed with Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he rose to the occasion. That was not a good Tampa Bay team. And for them to win, not only win their first game, of course the Eagles you know, dialed it in, but – uh, the win that game and then be competitive in this game is a credit to the Buccaneers organization, and it's a credit to Baker Mayfield that he made them a better team this year. Well, and I mean, you mentioned the four sacks on Baker, but that mm-hmm. doesn't even count the – I don't know how many hurries there were. Baker was time and time again making a couple plays where either he was getting out of the pocket. There was a couple where he got hit, and you're just like – you chalk it up as a sack, and somehow you're like, how's he still on his feet? Not only did he get out of the pocket, then he completes one to – Kate Otten, who all of a sudden I guess is a good tight end. Baker played – Mike Evans was fantastic in that game. And and you mentioned it, Tony. Yeah. The line, that's, that's a scary thing. The Lions stopped the run. But they will give up some yards, especially to a number one receiver. And I don't know if maybe oh, Debo yeah. being a little a little hurt could help them. But I, I would still say Brandon Ayuk is dangerous too. They, they have a hard time guarding that number one, and it showed in this game. And I'm curious – Baker's going to get paid this offseason. He kind of played on a prove me contract, and I think if you're the Buccaneers, I think so. He's probably your guy, right, Pops? I mean, I know you're kind of a, a bit of a Baker fan. You know, I, I don't know that I was a Baker fan, but I just appreciate the way he plays. And, and, yeah, yeah. and he was. You're right. He was on a prove me contract, and I think he proved me. You know, he, <laughs> he, he did it. So uh, I don't know what he played for four million, maybe, plus a bunch of incentives this year. And I expect if I'm. Tampa Bay, I'm going to sign him up. I mean, you don't have to. He doesn't. He doesn't need to make what everybody else makes. You know, this huge money. Um, but I think you ought to pay him. I'm curious. Him to, that that was one I'm curious to see because I mean, I could see that being a twenty-eight-ish million, or I could see his agent trying to get a forty. I don't know if he should be, but 
you're you're worth whatever someone will pay you. So I'm very curious to see what what he's able to yeah, do. And he might too. even do a team friendly deal because he wants to be with Tampa. I, I don't know. I'm very curious to see what they do with that. And Mike Evans was on a one year deal, and uh, that man showed a lot of gas left in his tank. It felt like. I, yep. Mike Evans is really good. Um, yeah. Real quick though, we, the end of the game. So, oh, get, yes, yes. The end of the game, Detroit certainly had the ball and really just needed to kneel. And I think if I've looked correctly, if they would have used all the time on the on the clock, you know, the play clock, they would have probably given the ball back around twelve seconds. But they didn't. They were snapping the ball early, and I don't know if there was one you know, where Jared Goff snapped it really early, like thirty seconds on the play clock. With, with third down, it was third down. He snapped it with thirty six seconds left, I think, in the game. Well, Todd Bowles, the Tampa Bay coach, has a timeout at that point. Why don't you call it at that point? If he's snapping them early, I see why you maybe didn't before. But at thirty five seconds left, make them. You know, they said they were in field goal range, but I think it was. 40-something yards, we know you can miss that in Buffalo. And if you miss the field goal, you've typically got a, a, a guy, a receiver running that back against big linemen, you know, that aren't equipped to make open field tackles. I I just – I thought it was well, really ridiculous that, one, Detroit didn't let the, sh- the play clock run down every tick-tock it could have before they snapped the ball, and, two, that Bowles didn't take that time out. Uh, on third down. Uh, shocking to me. Similar to the way we said Andy Reid got away with one with that Mikel Hardman play. Yeah. I think I think Dan Campbell and Jared Goff are going, hey, for now on, if, if we're in this situation again, you wait till maybe two seconds if you want to play it. But but you waste out clock. Cause this happens where teams are five for sure. You know, you waste I out mean, as much as you can because every second matters. And then me and Tony are watching the game and Tony goes at one point, he says, I, that's shocking. They're not calling a time. I mean, I, I'd at least make them make the field goal. And I was like, that that thing's got to be wrong. The scoreboard must have just not caught up, Tony. There's no way Todd Bowles isn't calling a timeout. I mean, it's the playoffs. Playoffs. Are you kidding me? So I, Todd Bowles came out today and said that he recognized it was not a gentleman's agreement or anything like that. He said the game was over. They were in field goal range. We'd have 12 seconds calculated after using that timeout to come back from it. Then we'd be down 11 points, so it's kind of pointless. You know then the game's over. The game was over. Bullshit. Make them make a field goal. We saw some, both games we just talked about, a missed field goal changed that game. You're down by one possession. And if he makes it, okay, well, then the game might be over. But make them make it. You could block it's it. The, it's he the playoff. It. Pull they everything could botch out the of your snap. <laughs> There's so many things that we – I'm a Cowboys fan – the holder could catch it and then bobble the snap, and all of a sudden he's running for dear life, and it's a turnover on downs. I, so many things can happen. Anything can make can the happen. Fi- Clint Sterner just- for the Arkansas Razorbacks had Tennessee beat, had him beat, just had to kneel on the football, and he fumbles it. It's he fumbles the- it. I mean, yes, anything yes, Todd Bowles. Like an Easter egg. Here you go, boys. <sighs> yes, Todd Bowles, the game is probably over. But there's a chance. So you're telling yes, me yes. there's a chance. Yes. You make it. That's that was ridiculous. I, I, that was I like almost, Todd Bowles. I, I me do, too. But I thought that was that's I almost that a was, fireable offense. That I mean, was not good. Almost. In my it really is. You you could fire him. Yeah, because we. You, you that's negligence. I mean, I don't. I don't think Detroit kicks it. To be honest with you, I think they go for it. And then you've got twelve or you got ten seconds to throw two hail marys. Anything can happen. I just 
I, that made no sense. Well, to if me they whatsoever. go for it, Tony, on fourth down, they go. For, they snap the ball. There's 35 seconds, and then it stops on a change of turnover. They might have gotten the ball with 30 seconds left for you know. I just uh, that was not good. I, Dan he Campbell, just, he was on yeah. On Tuesday, Dan Campbell said, "Yeah, look. Well, first of all, we didn't handle that whole thing well on our end. We should have bled out more than we did, and I'll be the first to admit that. That's on me. But yeah, we knew they had a timeout left, and I could tell he wasn't going to call it. So yeah, that's just how it ended." I'm glad that Campbell came out and said, "Yeah, we almost we almost screwed that thing up. Thankfully, we we were okay." But that's just he would have been kicking. Let's see, it was a 49 yard field goal on the year or in in his career. Michael Badgley is five for 13 on kicks of 50 plus yards. So, are you saying there's a 50 percent? I'm I'm gonna give the benefit of the doubt. 50 percent chance he makes it. So there's a 50 percent chance you get the ball back down eight. God, I mean that's just well, right. And if he misses it, right, you get it at the point of the kick. Yeah, so, so you would get got it at, at the thirty-nine. You had forty-one line. yards to go, or sixty-one yeah. yards to go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I know, it's just there's a chance until there's zero. Like I would make him do even if it was honestly, even if I was down nine, I might go ahead and call my timeouts because you just yeah. never know. You never, you never know what could happen. You never. I'm, I'm going to make him snap it every the time. Clock's at zero. I mean, wasn't there you know, the Herm Edwards play where someone fumbles a snap or something yes. and he takes it back for a time? I mean, just crazy shit happens all the time. That's what caused just, the um, victory formation when they put two or three people back. Yeah, you're right, Tony. I remember that Herm, uh, that Herm Edwards. Yeah, Herm Edwards. It was, I think, against the Giants. I think it was Philly playing the Giants, and the Giants yeah. laid it on the ground. Yeah. It's just, yeah, yeah. Anyway. I, I'm glad I'm not a Bucks fan today because the Bucks probably lose. And, and whether, regardless of what Bulls did, they probably are going to lose either way. But the fact that you never know, just as oh, that would frustrate yeah. me as a Bucks fan. Yeah, me too. Um, Let's go ahead real quick, and then we'll go to the AFC side. Looking forward, so now you got San Francisco minus – is it minus seven as of uh, we're seven. recording this yep. Yep. against mm-hmm. the Lions? Oh, go ahead, Tony. What were you about to say? Before we go ahead, I, I the Baltimore-Houston uh, game – Well, what, I'll I get to the AFC side. I was just going to okay, wrap I'm up sorry, NFC. Go ahead. go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Minus so, seven. Minus seven. Pops, I think I lean with you. It's hard not to take seven points with the Lions for me. I, for me, especially if Debo is a 50-50 uh, chance in the way they played against, uh, I just I, I think Detroit believes in themselves. I'm 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 taking Detroit if you're giving. I me think I lean the 49ers to win the game, but if you're me giving too. me seven, I, I, I just think this is a one touch a one possession game. So if you're me giving too. me seven points, Tony, I think I'm taking it. I mean, is there any chance that 49ers just had a tough game and they're they were a little rusty in their back? I mean, where are you leaning on this? I am uh, I'm leaning towards the Lions. There, there may be a story later about me taking the Lions, but anyway, uh, yeah, I like the Lions. I, I okay, do. well, and, and, well, that well, might yes. tell the, the yeah. viewer or the listeners everything they need to know that we're all leaning Lions. Maybe we're, it's, it might be a sucker bet. Take the Niners. It might be a sucker bet, and you're listening to three suckers. I don't know, but let's Although, go over. Oh. JPP did hit their last parlay. Cause Hello, because we, we pushed we pushed the over under on the Ravens uh, Texans. And then we got the Chiefs Thanks to the Ravens. Uh, and the and the Lions. Hey, so I'm just saying. Uh, let's go. Let's go to that uh, Baltimore and Texans game. And I think you know, and, and y'all, y'all could disagree. Tell me what you think. But I, the Texans prop that, that this it was a good year, really good year. And I think they just they 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 got as much as they could out of this roster. That 
The Ravens are just really good. Stroud even, I thought, made a couple of big throws. But that I, I think you saw that. What, what we didn't see with the 49ers, we did see with the Ravens, where that roster is freaking good. It's hard to compete with them if you're not, you know, buttoned up all the way around. I, I Pops, what did you think of that game besides just the Ravens are great? I, mean, I, did thought, you see- uh, I thought the Ravens won the second half. I'll tell you, the first half, it was a game. And, it was, uh, but even then, without that punt return for a touchdown, which that's, yeah. the, that's the breaker momentum you need. And I, right. I watching that game, I went, ooh, this thing could get real interesting because you just gave the underdog a life going into half. And then the and then the Ravens in that second half, pops, they came, came out, out like, no, we're still we're we're Debo, you know, we're the big dog here on this corner, so yeah. we're gonna kick you off. And and man, that defense is good. I I know Lamar passing wasn't necessarily great, but I think Lamar, the same way I talked about Mahomes, I I really like the way Lamar's playing, where he he's just taking what you give him. If you're gonna give him a twenty yard run, sure, I'll take twenty yard run. You give him Eze Flowers, I'll take. He seems like he's really taking what the defense gives him. And him being so dynamic with his legs makes, regardless who's at the running back position for the Ravens, I know they've had a ton of injuries, but regardless, that running back's dangerous just because you're so worried about Lamar. I mean, Tony, you've been the big Ravens guy for, I mean, weeks now. You've been on, you got on them early and rode the hot hand, and it's probably won you some money. What, what do you, what do you think watching that game? I, Lifford called it. So in the first half, you could tell that the Ravens had taken two weeks off. Yeah. Because and and so here's a comparison I want to make to uh, Baltimore and San Francisco. So San Francisco had also had two weeks off for most everybody. CMC had it off, right? They had to play a whole game before they got into a rhythm. The Baltimore did what they needed to do. Said, "Okay, everybody, ready? We good? Everybody backing it? You got a little blood on your hands? You got a little snot in your nose? Okay, let's go out there and play football." And they dominated the second half. Dominated. They defensively they dominated the first half. Uh, three points from the offensive side of the ball is it, it against a, a Texas team that's arguably one of the hottest teams in the league, against arguably one of the hottest quarterbacks in the league, and uh, they are a classic. I mean, if you wanted to know how a favorite is supposed to play that Jim Harbaugh has these guys ready to play. This is what a good, a great football team looks like and how they're supposed to handle themselves, and they're doing it. Uh, they, they got a big test this weekend. But I that to me, that game was exactly how great teams play. Well, and that is – I think we've kind of slowly – and not Tony, but some of us, I, I think – this this season by the Ravens kind of went almost underrated of how great this Ravens roster really is. I mean, they have a they have some weird losses. I'll give you the the Colts game where they lost twenty two to nineteen in overtime to basically five field goals and Justin Tucker missed kind of an easy field goal. That was a weird one they lost. The Steelers game I can't really explain it. They were up ten to three going in the fourth quarter and then all of a sudden the Steelers who have no offense score fourteen unanswered and win that game. So there's and then even that Cleveland one where they were up, I think, and let Cleveland come all the way back and beat them 33-31. They have three weird losses, but you look at what they've done winning. I, they've beaten every almost every good team they play, they beat them by two possessions or more. Like they're most of the good the, the playoff teams they played, not even a one possession game. Like they're just blowing them out of the water. And they got the MVP at quarterback and that defense flies around. They didn't even have Marlon Humphrey this past week at corner, and he's arguably their best corner. And and, and they didn't have Mark Andrews, who might be their best threat. I, that Ravens team, I think, is going to be tough 
for the Chiefs to beat that Baltimore Ravens team in Baltimore, where Tony, you called in our group text, that crowd impacted that football game this past weekend. Absolutely. And we haven't even mentioned, to me, I, I said a name on the podcast several weeks ago. Kyle Hamilton is right now the best oh. football player in the NFL. He is the best. Making plays. I would put him up against Micah Parsons. We saw that down the stretch, Micah Parsons was not playing the way he was playing in the middle of the season. Kyle Hamilton dominates the game on the defensive side of the ball, whether he's stuffing a run or whether he's covering um, the the tight end or whoever he's got to cover. Kyle Hamilton is the best best player in football right now, in my opinion. Hmm. Bless. That's bold. I don't. I, he's really. He's I one of my favorite play, defensive players. Right now. Right now. He, he's he does. Right now. He's the Swiss Army knife that he is. He can play at the nickel. He can play back at the back end. He can play at middle linebacker at times. He's really, really good. It's is we used to talk about Troy Polamalu this way, right? You just damn. He's everywhere. Kyle Hamilton is. Everywhere. Every time there's this, a tip ball, Kyle Hamilton's like close to it diving for it. And, and, and I, yeah. Paul Molly is interesting because that, that was when I remember watching going, man, it just seems he's lucky. You know, he's all there's a fumble or a tip ball. It just seems like 43 is always there. Well, at some point, it's not lucky anymore. That dude is just a playmaker. And yeah. Kyle Hamilton is that. He is really good. And that's why you see, not a, we just talked about last week where there's been very few times where the Chiefs are underdogs. Well, they're not only underdogs here. They're three-and-a-half-point underdogs. So they, they even added the hook on there against the Ravens. And, Tony, I have typically – I have a principal rule that I just, you know, bet it and forget it, and that's if the Chiefs are plus money with 15 at quarterback, you take the Chiefs and you don't, don't think about it, don't overthink it, just take the Chiefs. And I almost overthought it this past week, and I went, nope, you have a rule, Kevin. Chiefs plus money, you just take them, and it paid out. I want to pick the Ravens so bad, Tony. So bad. What yeah. do I do? Okay. You've watched a well, lot of both teams. My uh, my philosophy has always been use your head with your money. Use your heart with your actions. And since this is a money game, <laughs> you should probably use your head. <laughs> and it is really tough for me to go against the Ravens right here. As much as I want to. I I certainly like to see the Chiefs win this game. I I, I just don't. I think the Ravens are, are there. I'm taking so, the Ravens. It has worked three and a half. You'll take the three yeah. and a half. Yeah, okay. I think that I think they win by six or eight, maybe Pops? Even ten. Man, that's I, I think I would take Kansas City if I'm getting three and a half points. I just I think that yeah, you know I heard that little. Uh, Mahomes, I think Mahomes is one of the best – forget his talent. I think he's one of the best leaders of any sport ever. Uh, you know, in the locker room, he was like, they asked for it, they got it, we're fixing to turn this thing up. And then you heard Travis Kelsey say right behind him, yeah, we're going to turn it up another notch. And I just – I think those guys, the way Pacheco's playing, the way the defense is playing, I think it's going to be a hell of a game. And, and I don't oh, think it's going to be I'm any more than three it. points. I really don't think it'll be any more than three points one way or another. So getting that hook, I'm taking Kansas City, but I do like if money line probably Baltimore, but but give they're me three and a half. I'm gonna get a hook, lot of juice on that KC. money line, yeah, dude. I'm gonna catch so much hell for this, right? I know it. Yeah. I know it. You are, Tony. I know it. <laughs> You're in a Kansas City house. Most of the people house, rooting brother. in the Green am, family and the Green household I, is rooting red. I may be sleeping in the garage, 
but I'm wearing a Lamar Jackson jersey on Sunday. So I just it's man, okay. I I really like the Ravens here, and I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. I, I'm a winner either way, but man, the Ravens are just playing so well right now. I really do. Really I'm sure like we're always here. excited going into you know the AFC NFC Championship because it's, you're down to the final four teams. So they're all great teams, but this year, and it might be because. I have no dog in either fight, you know. I don't have a rooting it. Like I don't need none of these are my teams, but all these teams I like too. So like, I'm ha- if the Lions win, I love this story. I love Dan Campbell, Jared Goff. I mean, it'd be an awesome story. I'm excited. 49ers win. I really like watching Debo and Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw. And the same on the other end. I'm a. I love Lamar Jackson. I love Mahomes. This weekend is just gonna be a fun like. I just get to watch. I, I just hope we get really good football, and I love love the storylines either way. But yeah. you, but two, Baltimore's probably not going to have Mark Andrews, their best, arguably best offensive weapon. Maybe they, they were they were acting like backs. he might, and I don't know if they were playing. He practiced all week last. I week. mean, likely, I think likely is a pretty good fill in. Um, but uh, you know, likely looks like position, a little more than a pretty good fill in to me. Yeah, you know, but likely's good, but OBJ's done nothing. Zay Flowers, Zay Flowers is for real, for real. Um, Rashad uh, and Bateman's Lamar Jackson is can be Superman. There's no question. Yeah. So here, here's what's funny. And so Kevin and I were talking about this. So if you watch the game with Baltimore, so likely missed uh, he uh, Jackson missed him in the end zone because he was trying to move around. And likely went back to him and says, "Hey, throw it high, throw it high." He went yeah. like this, and Lamar, right, 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 right. And he the did next the next time down, he threw it high and, and likely just picked it. I'm telling you, it Isaiah likely is the wild card in this particular game. I think Isaiah likely scores one, maybe two times, and I think he wins this ball game for Baltimore. Watch out for it. Because he is – he he looks like – because <laughs> Kevin and I were kind of talking about this um, in the in the Chiefs game with Dalton Kincaid versus Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey kind of looking like 10 years ago. That's what I used to be able to do. Watch Isaiah likely. This cat can play. Hmm. Uh, he doesn't. He's not going to get uh, eight to ten targets. He may get if if we're lucky. He's going to get five or six, and he he'll score. He'll get four for sixty and a couple of touchdowns. This kid can play. He is. But a really all of a sudden, athlete. and I mean, you remember uh, when the Patriots had two really good tight ends? All of a sudden, you get really hard to stop when you because you just you got to bring big guys in to stop because you're very. Harder, you you can run on teams if yeah. you can play that big personnel. But if those guys are that dangerous in the passing game, like if Mark Andrews is able to come back and be Mark Andrews, and me and Tony talked about this uh, this weekend, but I really think Mark Andrews getting hurt opened up another level for Lamar Jackson because he was so. Yeah. so and this he does this because Mark Andrews is that freaking good, but he zeroes in on Mark Andrews a lot and throws it to him, yeah. whether he's in double triple coverage. And sometimes I agree on big play on money down, go to your money player. But sometimes he would do it too often, and now he's had to learn, I'm just going to take what they give me. So if he can uh, keep yeah, playing like point. that and also get his money player back, they could be dangerous. I, I'm excited for this game. It was something I saw against playoff opponents this year, the Chiefs' scoring differential is plus 13, their 3-4 and four record. The Ravens against playoff opponents, plus 138 with a 7-3 record. They, they beat playoff teams bad. And that's they're good. They're just they, they might be. It's kind of like that. They, they seem like a steamroll, and they're just going to roll over whoever they play. 
But if there's one guy that I'm like, oh, he scares me, it's 15 in red. And so that, that game's going to be how fun. Many, I can't wait. Two things. How many how many playoff teams came from the AFC West? Uh, one. Yeah. One. One. How, how many teams came from the NFC North? Uh, AFC North. Two. It would have been three, but AFC all four – all four were winning records. I think it was the first time ever you had four winning records in the division. I'm just telling you, steel, steel, hard, and steel. I, I, I really think Baltimore is the better team this weekend. That doesn't mean they're going to win it all. That, but, but, but I, I really think Baltimore's a little better. And so, it's second story, and this really scares me about Mark Andrews because he can throw off the balance. Right, this team has learned to play and play better without it. And uh, Prestige Worldwide will appreciate this. One of the greatest coaching mistakes I ever made in my great career coaching Little League Baseball, was that... Uh, People often a, say, you know, that's yeah. the, the Vince Lombardi of Little League ba- or, or the, the Bill Belichick. I don't... I, you know, I appreciate it, but it's not true. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, that had a kid, didn't play the last 10 ball games of the year. We made a tournament, and we were, we were doing things we weren't supposed to. I had a brand-new kid at shortstop, and, man, we were playing great. Kid gets better, he comes back. Starting shortstop. I put him in. We lose two games. I never should have brought him back into the lineup. Never should have brought him back in. He was the best athlete we had. He's ready. He, he's back. He's ready to play. We lost two games of the tournament and, and came in third instead of winning the thing. And and I'll never forget that. I, I really hope Mark Andrews does not play because I think he throws off the balance. Now, I know this is professional football. Hey, Tony, you're stupid. Don't even think that. I, they've got a balance right now. I really hope that Mark Andrews doesn't play. Interesting. I, cool. If Mark Andrews is ready to suit or ready to suit up, it's hard to tell. Arguably, your what? best offensive player, second best yeah, offensive so, player. So I know people. Tony is stupid. These are professional athletes. You want that best athlete. You know, I get it, but they've learned to play without him. I, 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 I sure hope they do. Uh, since two thousand nine, just a fun stat for you. Since two thousand nine, three quarterbacks have always been in the AFC Championship, one way or another. One of these three quarterbacks is going to be. In the AFC Championship game since 2009, we got Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Mark Sanchez. <laughs> Those three have uh, just a weird stat. There's there's two years in there where there was a year where Tom Brady didn't make it, but Sanchez made it to the super, to the AFC Championship. So, so it's really okay. It's, really it's a Mahomes Brady stat. It's a Mahomes Brady stat. But there's one year where Sanchez somehow got in there with the Jets. So it's just kind of a fun. Jets have had a lot of torment so in their lives. So I thought I'd throw them a bone. Um, all right, so we wrap up our, our NFL talk. Do we have anything else before we get on to some, some bougie problems slash story time? Hey, don't let me, I don't want to leave without saying that. We, we talked about San Francisco Green Bay. Just Aaron go. Jones Aaron Jones played a phenomenal game, and Aaron Jones showed that he is one of the top running backs in the NFL. The Green Bay Packers aren't in that game without Aaron Jones. I think he, he played as hard, if not harder, than Christian McCaffrey in that ball game, and if he's not paid, or I know he's got one more year. If he's not, he he was the MVP for the Packers over the last five weeks. Down the stretch, I mean, he was back. really good the last no about five it. six weeks. Yeah, made them all better. I I just wanted to shout out Aaron Jones played a phenomenal ball game. This and week. I think Agreed. we we talked about how good Jordan Love's been. I think Jordan Love will tell you. It's a, as a quarterback, I think it's a lot easier. The game gets a lot easier when all of a sudden this guy behind you is going for a hundred yards a game. You know, things just they seem to magically open up a little bit for a quarterback yep. when when they're worried about the run. Um, pops, let's go to you first. You got a bougie problem for us this week? 
Well, I got a problem that's kind of Uh-oh. come up that is irritating, and so yeah, I well, probably here, let's try the, to solve. Let's try to solve it together. Let's well, no, we it's 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 solvable. But what it is is I have this thing I do at work. You know, I do I I work on a keyboard a lot, and there's oh, a certain God. a certain. I was going to say I take a dump at ten thirty every day. Okay, no, anyway. it's around eight thirty. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so anyhow. Um, so there's a certain thing that I have to do over and over again, and part of it has to be in all caps. So I'm putting in like a, a name of a of a facility in all caps for whatever reason. It's got to be in all caps, and then you have to put in the address. And invariably, I mean, I'm sitting here and I'm typing away, and I look up, and it's little like South Main Street. It's like S small S period, little M period. Capital A-I-N, you know, because I'm hitting the shift and and it just every time I cannot remember it. It's just so irritating. And then I have to back, 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 space and fix it. And so it's just that thing when you have to hit all wow. caps on this one special thing and then you screw up. It's like it's kind of like I've got one. I think I've done this before. I've got one lamp in the house that is not a three way bulb lamp. It's so it, it's it goes one time. It's click on, click off. Every other lamp in my house is two clicks. Two clicks on, two clicks off. And every time I'll turn that one lamp that's just one, one, I'll turn it, I'll turn it, I want to turn it on. So I turn it on, off. <laughs> and I'll turn it off, on. Wow. Every time. I just, and I know I have to say this because I just know the listeners probably sit in their car thinking this. And I, the way you're able to still get through your day dealing with these issues on a daily basis. You deal, with, you deal with this lamp and this thing at work at least probably five times a week, if not more. I Five days a Impressive, week, I mean. isn't it? I know, I know. And not and only do you do that, but then myself. you show up. Then you show up on the pod and just come with the heat. It's know. impressive, you know. I just, Thank I don't you. think people Thank appreciate you, you enough. We got. Let me tell you, we the got the mental- Nick Saban of Little League sports, and then we got just <laughs> grit. Yeah, You're looking at grit amazing. right here in Lifford Luther. True Lutheran. grit, right here, baby. Dan Campbell yeah. would be proud. Yeah. <laughs> the the mental fortitude of the Lutheraner <laughs> clan is just phenomenal. I, I Tell don't me. think you could. I don't. I, it's just if we could take a sample of blood and put it away and just put the label on it, mental fortitude. Might have an orange TikTok to that. <laughs> TikTok. I think it's TikTok. Oh, TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. You did. Just real quick. I mean, I, I sure hope so. We're an hour in. You hit record this week, correct? Uh, oops. Yes, I no, did. I was about to say, LJ loses mine. Um, Uncle Tony, I, I don't know if it's yes. a bougie problem, but you you said you had a story, a story to tell. So yeah, the, the so floor I, is yours. And I, I I need a little help with this, so I, I I don't know what to do. So there's a restaurant that my wife and I like to go to, and it, we just started going, and we it's we've been there a few times. Get the Big Mac, Tony. Get the Big Mac. (laughs) So we went in December, and we got put in part of the restaurant. It was great. It was fine. You know, it was fine. It was not where we wanted to be. We were there, and they forgot Cindy's order. Hmm. It was we were twenty minutes in, and nobody's there, and they're like, "Hey, uh, what about this steak?" I'm so sorry. Okay, they didn't charge us for it. It was good. They were very. It's fine, but they forgot it. Okay, mistakes happen. No problem. It's okay. So we go back this past Friday. Everything's great. Drinks are great. Appetizers are great. Atmosphere is great. We got a great table. Everything's going on. We order dinner. My entree comes. Cindy's doesn't. 
Oops. And I looked and I said, uh, what did you order? Shrimp and grits. Oh, well, I got the fried catfish specials of the night. It's like, okay, well, it's, it's coming. It's got to, cause shrimp and grits is hot. No way. No way they forgot it twice. Right. I mean, there's just no way. I guess about five, six minutes later, the waitress goes, how is dinner? And, 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 and the, the folks can't see because I, I, I love my wife dearly. And so it was funny. She said, well, I would tell you, except, and she drew a big circle on the table. <laughs> I don't have anything. And so I was like, it's like, and I was like, oh, I can't, I can't believe it. And I'm sitting here waiting because I'm not going to eat, right? You don't eat till your date has their dinner. And so my catfish is getting cold. And she's like, don't eat. No, no, no. And I might have snuck a French fry or something. But anyway, 20 minutes later. What a gentleman. The food gets there. And I'm like, gosh, dog. So um, we like the place. We want to continue going to the place. But okay, so two times in a row. What are the first, what are the odds that two times in a row they forget to bring the entree? Both times we go back. Your wife's entree, not 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 like my wife's entree. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm great. I, I, I ain't do y'all have an enemy at this restaurant? Does, does do we I don't know. Okay. I don't. I, do, I don't. I'm know. just trying to you know. But I'm trying to spitball here. Help you out. It's very. We're going on Friday nights. It's very busy. There's a shortage of, of servers. And shout out to all the servers out there. Y'all do wonderful work. We. I wish there were more of you. But you know, there's just. So especially at this restaurant. Especially at this restaurant. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I do I first thing I do I I'm 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 pretty sure I'm gonna write a letter and say, Hey, I just y'all gotta help me out here. What do I do? What assurances do I have that you're gonna write a letter to the here? restaurant? Yeah. Like and mail think? it or what do you like? So hey, you here's what I'm well it's an email. <laughs> like, I said to write a letter, email. Sorry. Oh, okay. email. <laughs> I'm gonna email it's like hey. I don't what know do if maybe like as you go, hey, I need a table for two. The name's green, and then slide an envelope to the to the hostess. No, so what do I do? That's that's I don't. It's a I, I think it's a bougie problem because I got fed. We all got fed. They didn't no. charge us again when somebody doesn't get their again. when somebody I mean, doesn't get their meal yeah. at the table. Tony, that's awkward as hell. That 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 really takes the shine well, off the whole thing. Lift. What do you think your wife would have done? She'd have probably drawn a little picture on the table too, and said, "Hey, um, well, that's crazy." So y'all are sitting there, and there's no plate in front of her, and a plate in front of you, and the server goes, "How's dinner?" Yeah, I mean, yeah, they can't. How's everything tasting? I, uh, I see. Yeah. I would think they would walk over and go, "Oh shit, I forgot the the shrimp right. and grits." Or for what, right. why is that not out yet? I that's because because your wife, I've, Cindy's not the type to. I think she would hold in and try not to be rude to the to the server, but for the server to come and go, hey, how's dinner? And it's like, well, I tell you, if I had any, I I like to think I would be cordial too, but (laughs) that would that might set me a little off to be like, I don't know, you tell me how dinner is because I'm not eating anything right now. I mean, do you see any here? I mean, (laughs) but the way she's, I don't know, she just did a little circle and take. I don't, I don't have any. It's, I don't know. I tell you. Oh, they didn't bring it. And then the well, next so, thing you know, so you don't want to be. I don't think you want to be like a, a Karen per se, and like you're walking when before you even talk absolutely. before the server even gets the next time. Go, hey, I just wow. want to let you know the last two. May, you know, well, uh, does, does Cindy wanna, listen I'm, to the I'm pod? Just, does Cindy listen to the pod? No, she tries. So maybe. No. Well, okay. Well, that might help out. So here you might be there, able to kind there are of other members of the family that do. So you might be able to. Well, it. this is going to help out. This is going to help out the 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 whole. 
But you go and you you can maybe like as you're, you know, go like get up to go to the bathroom or maybe it's right when you get there and you're going to say table for two and you just kind of go, hey, so we really love this place. Two times, the last two times, y'all forgot my wife's food. And I really just want her to have it. I want her to have a good experience. So you almost can like, you're being super nice and grateful and say, oh, I, I love your service. But my wife is just, I really want her to have. And so you almost kind of put it on her. So you're a good guy. And they realize, oh, we better make sure we take care of Miss Green. So you're saying don't send the email and bring it up the next time we go. I don't know how to, I don't, I've never sent an so, email. I, I think I would bring food, it up then because then they're the probably going to go really good. So when I it comes. the food's really good. Yeah, I mean, if it gets it's there. really good. The food's worth going back for. If you can, I think it's like a, if there's a chance where you could say this, where Cindy's not right beside you. Like if you're, you go in first or, or something, you just kind of say, Hey, we, twice we've come and my wife's entree just got forgotten. And I, I don't want I, I want her to keep enjoying this place because we I love this place y'all are awesome, and then they then they not only want to like make sure y'all get taken care of but they're like especially that we got to make the best steak we got in this whole like whatever we can do to make her dinner badass we're doing it. Do you, you happen to know the manager or owner of the restaurant by any chance, Tony? I I have his name. Good yeah. questions. Good questions being asked. I think, I mean, I think I might maybe even give him a call and just say, hey, can I talk to Mr. Manager and just tell him your situation, you know, and say, look, I want to come back because we love the food. But, man, I mean, somebody needs to treat my my wife like a princess when we walk back in there. She needs to be the queen so we can continue to come. That email slash call can work, Tony, but don't just and I don't think you would, but don't start at guns a blazing, you know, come out with the right. The, you know, gets a the lot shit sandwich where you, yeah. you the, the shit nice, sandwich, right? Yeah, yeah, where you, you're like, your I'm food's great. The, the service right. is awesome. My wife's meal has gotten forgotten twice. But when it does come out, it's delicious. You know, that kind of, because <laughs> if you start off okay. with like, it, well, it's been some bullshit the last two times I've shown up. Right. I think the, the manager can go, well, you can, you can fuck off, sir. Like, I, you, you might get that. But I think if you, if you do the shit sandwich, because they do want to take care of you, okay. and they're probably going to try to be like, you know, Okay, and you're not okay. asking for a free meal. You're just saying, "No, hey, can I?" And they I, didn't charge me that for both meals. They didn't charge us, Tony. I would, I, I would stop by at an odd time, maybe three in the afternoon, if you get a chance, and and just talk to the manager and just say, "Look, okay. you know, like we've talked, I think that's, okay. I think that's how I would try to handle it, especially if you like the establishment. And you obviously, okay. y'all obviously do, except for these yeah. two, yeah, terrible, okay, occurrences. Okay, back to back, back to back occurrences. That's yeah. The analytics would tell you that's unlikely. You may never have a problem again. Yeah, never again. <laughs> never it's going to be really hard for me to get Cindy to go back there. It's. I'll just be honest. It's going to be. If it happens I'll, again, I'll, if I'll it happens again, you probably have to cross it off the list. We're don't done. You? No, we're done. Yeah, I, I'm done. I'm done. Hey, well, keep us updated. I mean, next time y'all go, I don't know if you're going this week, but yeah, okay. I'd love to know how I this story. Tony, yeah. uh, Kevin, we need to go up there and meet him and go all go to dinner at this place together. Uh, y'all can. Well, if we all say, it would be crazy if us three, if we all, if we all went and they got everybody's right, but then forgot Cindy's again. Like I almost, I'd almost be like, hey, let's just play a little wow. joke. They forget it for like a second, not long, but just a second. But she might lose the, her shit. Yeah, the first time they forgot, we were with. Uh, Jacob and Toria. So Prestige Worldwide and, and Toria's wife were there. So yeah, mm. everybody just Cindy. <laughs> if, if, if we had like a table of seven people, we're like, hey, 
just bear with us. We got a joke, and you bring everybody's, but forget hers for a second. Like it'll have it ready. No, we'll bring it out. But Sydney might flip the table. I don't know if we can do that. Yeah, I'm an original prankster, but I ain't that stupid. So no, we we don't want to do that. Okay, okay. Well, we'll avoid that one, but it would be a little funny. But yeah, you'd have to deal with the aftermath. Um, yeah. Let's wrap up here, Uncle Tony. Take us away with our typical ender. What what are you what are you drinking over there? What's Uncle Tony? So I'm drinking two. I'm drinking two drinks tonight, in case anybody couldn't tell. You, you notice how um, he has to bring two now because one won't so, get him through. I, it's a it's a celebration of here we are in the championship games for the AFC and NFC. So in both cases, I've got. The drink that I believe with the team that's going to win that I'm I'm betting on. My oh, this is the Ravens. The Ravens drink. So the first drink is a lion's tail. Oh, which is bourbon, uh, uh, lime, allspice dram, uh, with an orange twist. It is a really nice winter drink. It's called the lion's tail. It has a lion's mane color to it when you add the bourbon and the the lime juice. So lion's tail. So go lions. Second drink is a you can't see it out there on the podcast. It's a bright red drink. It's uh, made with grenadine and Jameson Irish whiskey and just a little bit of lemon lime soda. Bright red lemon lime soda, and it's called Raven's Blood. <laughs> I knew he was, set, he was trying to set up like, is it a Chiefs drink? But you knew it was coming back to be a Raven something. Uh, so There you go. The so Lion's Raven, Tail. Raven, Raven, and Raven's Lion's Tail. Okay. We'll see what happens. All right. And you know what, Pops? I hope if, if Dan, Mr. Campbell, Coach Campbell, if you're out there, if you're listening to the podcast, just a thought for you. Before the game, cue up the podcast. Go to uh, where are we at? Go to around the hour, hour minute or hour time and just play. Let your team know what lift goes through, whether it be his all caps button, his lamp. Let them know what he goes through every day and say, now I just want you to give 60 minutes. This is what lift does every day. I need 60 minutes out of you. And if that won't get the boys fired up, I don't know what will coach Campbell. I don't either. That's just my message to the lines. Good call, Kev. (laughs) And if not, we can we can have Liv talk about shopping carts or any other thing. We have other things if we need to. Shoelaces. I got towels. Anything. I got a lot of things that I have to do. Mm. This man, this blue collar gentleman, goes through this every day. Every day. Every damn day. Capital One. Every damn day. That'll do it for this week's pod. I, I guess so. It sounds like the JPP pod is on the lines, and then we're. Me and you, Tony, are Ravens and Pops is Chiefs. Is that what we got? Think so. That's what we got. Wow. So I, I can tell you, Prestige Worldwide is on the Chiefs. So well, there you go. Wow. Shocker. Our prognosticator. Well, and just to be clear, we we all took Lions plus seven. We didn't like maybe we're rooting for the Lions. We're not all necessarily saying we think the Lions are winning right. this game. We just right. think I took Kansas so City plus three and a half. So, so you could. You could I think we get two good games. Taking Lions uh, money line here, by the way. So what if you teased them both up? You know, tease the tease the Chiefs up, tease the Lions up. Winter chick, winter winter chicken yeah. dinner. You're gonna have two. They're, they're gonna be close, right? Surely. Bada bada bing. All right. You know, whatever you do, bet wisely, bet responsibly, and we will be back next week with another edition of the Just First Play Pod, guys. Peace out. Good day is here already. All right.
that voice. Oh, yeah, it up. It's finally time. gotten warm here. Um, yeah. It's been it so damn raining long. like a son of a bitch here. Until My long. yard is flooded. Flooded. Yeah, there's a lot of rain out here. So, uh, did the, 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 uh, the cabin make it through the cold weather? No busted pipes? No, no busted pipes that I'm aware of. We are having to put a new HVAC unit in this week, though, which will mean I've put one in at every dwelling that I own in about the last 18 months. So maybe for the rest of my life, I'll be good on HVAC units, I'm hoping. Not going. Yeah, 30 years. Maybe you'll have to replace one sooner. Yeah, I guess that's maybe I should hope for having to replace my HVAC units again. Maybe that's what I should know. There you go. There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. Kev, man, let me know if you want to come over Sunday. I know you're going to be down in Texas or Kansas. You'll be in Texas. Yeah, hey, hey, if I show up on Sunday, y'all don't let me see. Yeah, that's what I'm going to You have proved that you fight well. Now you can join us.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.